Hey, what's up, everybody? We back. Thank you so much to everyone who stuck with us through our, our Saviorless Summer. We really appreciate it. You know, we do this show on our own, and uh, it can be a lot sometimes. You know, we, we got lives, we got schedules, we got things we got to keep up with, but we love doing it so much, and it really means a lot to us that everybody, you know, kept reaching out to us and, uh, you know, sticking with us and supporting us throughout, you know, a l- little break. It wasn't that long, but it felt long, you know, but now... Now we're back and uh we've got a we got a movie for y'all this week, Ninja Vengeance, which is insane. So much so that we decided not to do a skit, but to just play some of the dialogue from the movie because you really need to hear it to understand how wild it is. So take a listen to this and then we'll see you on the episode in just a bit. I study a Japanese discipline called ninjutsu. What's that? It's the art of the invisible warrior, the ninja. We're learning to avoid violence. Oh, shit! I didn't want to hurt anyone. Oh, Dad. All I wanted was to make you proud of me. Is it not our practice to defend our country? Yeah, our community. With a Bible in one hand. Come on, yeah. And a gun in the other. Who stands with me? Yeah, I do. I do. Jess, you sure you know what you're doing? Yes, I know what I'm doing. Hey, um, sit down a minute. What is it if it's about school? Mike is dead. What? Mike was found beaten earlier. He died on the way to the hospital. Sorry, baby. They've already arrested a man who did. Who? Ah, uh, that young stranger. What? Shit. Hi. Did you kill my son? No. He said the clan killed my boy. They don't kill people anymore. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is a podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we're back. We're back. We're back, we're baby. Saviorless summer <laughs> is over. Uh, we have returned. And yeah, <laughs> it feels it feels good to be back. Cam, how are you doing? It does feel good to be back. It feels uh, a little less cluttered. World's still crazy. World's still oh, crazy, though. Cra- crazier than when we were last on. <laughs> I, I think so, actually. Crazier than when we left yeah, it. More, but, uh, more wild shit is going down every we, day. We're back to debunk it, for sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, and we're going to start with a movie that we <laughs> we watched twice now. Twice. <laughs> we uh, both watched it twice. Yeah, if you were with us with our our first live watch, this was the first one that we did. Uh, mm. Ninja Vengeance, which is a movie that has a, a lot to get down. I said I would do the five minutes, but it might be more than five minutes just because there's things that you need to know. There's actually like plot points that drive the movie, but it's, oh my God. Plot yeah. points that drive the movie, but also like things that just, you you wouldn't believe 
happens and wouldn't <laughs> like assume we're in a movie like this. Um, so before we get started, I mean, look, I'm not going to do all the research for this movie. This movie is Ninja Vengeance. This is a movie about a ninja that fights the clan. A white ninja that fights the clan. <laughs> and I think that's basically all you need to know. Uh, there's a couple different, it's confusing. I've never gotten to the bottom of it. There's like three different titles and like posters for this movie. One movie, right, is, I saw one, that too. Yeah, one is called Ninja Revenge. Uh, the the other is Ninja Vengeance, and the third one is called Black and White. All of these, only Black and White, actually has characters from the movie on the poster. Uh, Ninja Vengeance is just like a clansman with some fire over his face. Looks like yes, and it looks like two people who aren't in the movie like embracing each other. <laughs> I guess, and then the first one is. I don't even. Well, this one's. Well, let me Jer- see. I can pull it up. Pull it up. Yeah, N- Ninja Revenge is is a German. Ninja Revenge. Poster. Yes, the yeah Ninja Revenge, but that neither of these niggas is in this movie. Yeah, none of these people are in this movie. Actually, uh, this guy is like way buffer. Yeah. Holy crap, he is like roided. And then this girl is wearing not. an outfit that uh, <laughs> Sam did did not wear. Samantha would not wear that. Um, Samantha would not wear this. <laughs> This movie is directed by Carl Armstrong, written by Carl Armstrong and Carrie Armstrong. Uh, and Carrie Armstrong appears as the waitress, Deborah. As the waitress, yeah, yes. Who went to go to Hollywood but had to come back to <laughs> raise her kid, I guess. Uh, I think there's some truth to um, the waitress's story, I think. I think it's like maybe. a little lifted from the headline, you know what I mean? Maybe. Uh, the only trivia on IMDb is that it f- was finished filming in 1988 but didn't come out until 1993. And I guess oh. they're just like that's, I that maybe makes it worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Better movies had existed by the 1990s, but then again, worse movies have also existed. Yes, and um, past 1993. So I'll I'll get this five minutes out the way, but believe me when I tell you that, like you're not gonna believe some of the things that come out of people's mouths in this movie. Uh, it's pretty. Do it's your pretty best. Nice. Yeah. Do, so, do your best. I'll start. I'll start off. Um, so Ninja Vengeance begins with what looks like night vision footage of just two white <laughs> men in, in geese and like karate outfits fighting Tesling. over the craziest voiceover I think <laughs> I've heard in a long time. Just a, just a little taste of that. It literally the first lines of the movie are like the fathers of your grandfathers. It was your destiny to become a ninja from the teachers of far off lands. Your ancestors discovered the secrets of the universe and to complete joy. Okay. <laughs> it, it goes on. There's more uh, ridiculous bullshit, but I love from the fathers of your grandfathers. From word go, the movie's like got you confused. <laughs> we cut to a small town in Texas and and full frontal nudity uh from oh, yeah. Sam. Sam is is a just a small town girl living, trying to to get her way back to college. We also meet the racist karate cop Jesse, who like yes. karate kicks a sign f- for no reason. That's his uh, entrance. That's how we meet him. <laughs> 
And and finally, riding in on a Kawasaki Ninja, just so there's no confusion, is our hero Chris. Uh, he's on his way to a very important seminar in Houston. Is what he keeps telling yes. us. We what, what the seminar is about. If he's giving the seminar or just watching the seminar, none of these questions are answered. I but, got a feeling it's about ninja stuff. Yes, uh, he stops into town for some food and some local flavor, which just happens to include some good old fashioned racism. Uh, Mike, Mike, who is one of, I guess, two black people that we meet. The other black person doesn't get a name. He just gets to sit down. He gets to escape this movie. Uh, They get into it with racist cop Jesse, uh, but Mike chooses the path of nonviolence just so we know that he's one of the good ones. Chris wants no part of this, so he just bounces. uh, But when he tries to leave town, he finds that his motorcycle is broken. So in the next scene, we learn that Mike and Sam are longtime friends, I guess. And Mike delivers this incredible piece of dialogue. He says, come on, Sam. The only reason we know each other is because my mom used to clean your mom's house. That doesn't mean they weren't friends. And I'm going to stop you right there, Mike, because that's exactly what that means. There's <laughs> that. <laughs> that's not y'all how that works. Were, y'all with different people, bro. Yes, I don't. I mean, I, maybe your mom told you differently, but I'm going to assume if she's been cleaning that woman's house for however many years, they are not friends. They might be friendly, but that's not uh, how friendship works. Sam's <laughs> mom paid your mom, Mike. <laughs> Anyways, Mike and Sam go into her father's shop where Mike tries to convince her father to let Sam go to college. And of course, Jesse's there and all the other white supremacists are there. And just like Beanie Siegel and Jay-Z, once again, it's on. Uh, Mike gets thrown <laughs> out of the store by all the whites and literally gets thrown into Chris, who just happens to be walking by. And this leads to maybe the driest meet cute ever between Sam and Chris, <laughs> where he helps start her car again. But like, it's all very confusing. They, and well, they don't get the car started. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah, uh, he's like is trying to hit on her, but we'll we'll talk about Chris in a second. Least maybe the least charismatic actor I have ever seen in the lead of any Eric, film. A- actor, character, presence, none. Forget <laughs> about it. Literally. Um, on his way home, Mike gets jumped again by Jesse and some good old boys and put in the back of a truck. And of course, instead of following this important development, the movie cuts to 10 minutes of some just psycho babble <laughs> bullshit about ninjas and warriors and Chris rolling around in the grass and all yeah. kinds of just un- unhelpful, confusing things. Um, but when he goes out for his evening run that night, Chris and Crowder's Mike getting beaten to death by the local chapter of the Ku Klux Klan. Just happens to see this, by the way. And that clan includes Jesse, of course, and his father, the sheriff. Uh, and Sam's father, Mike has another great line here. <laughs> a clan member oh, asks okay. him, "You understand now, boy?" To which Mike responds, "I don't understand this." <laughs> he has the time to be like kind of clever when he's getting his ass beat. It's, I mean, not to mention, ninety percent of this film is ADR, so it's just like, yeah. People saying all kinds of wild things after the fact. Who knows if there's even a script to this movie? Lots of lots of turnbacks and people saying clear dialogue. (laughs) Yes. Um. So of course Chris comes in right after Mike has been beaten to death. So not in time at all. Uh. But we're treated to some of the worst fight choreography we've seen since maybe the substitute. 
it's it's the unseasoned arts at their finest and chris somehow seems more upset that he breaks someone's arm than mike being beaten to death right in front of him but uh <laughs> I, I did not like that he was he was really concerned there's a moment where there's full like i'm about to break this man's arm should i do it i will do it and then he like thinks about it i was like a whole black guy is like dead dead like inches away from you dead yes. not breathing anymore racism happened inches away from you he's like but this white man's arm this racist arm i'm more concerned about that this racist <laughs> arm i broke uh so of course they chase christopher to the river but he manages to escape and it makes the white man's mistake of calling the police even though he just saw several of them at the clan gathering killing mike uh you so know like it's so dumb watching the movie i'm literally because five minutes are over so we just discussing it as well yeah but i <laughs> at that point when he called like he called 911 and i'm like maybe you just fought 911 <laughs> like you literally gave them the hands he what thought, do you expect them to do when they show up to you? He thought he'd get different cops. <laughs> I guess I'm not quite and actually sure. For a second later, because we're going to get to what happens first, but I thought they were different cops too. I was like, oh, what do you <laughs> uh, so of course they just arrest his dumbass and then decide to pin Mike's murder on him. Um, <laughs> Sam's father drunkenly comes home after that and tells her that Mike was killed, and Sam goes to visit Mike's family. Big Mama comes out and tells everyone that the, the only person she wants to be around after finding out her son was murdered by the clan is this white woman who she only knows because she used to clean her mother's house. And Multiple so, times tells her family to shut the hell up so this white woman can speak. <laughs> Multiple times. Uh, after they see Mike's dead body, which is both graphic and also Why? like terribly done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because it's like a big shred, like his face is like shredded, but yes. yet it's like, oh, this is party city makeup, baby. Right. Uh, Nana, as Sam refers to her, and as everybody refers to her from then on, uh, confronts Chris, and he, Nana uh, asks, did you kill my son? And he tells her that the clan <laughs> set him up. And so Nana believes him immediately, because of course this white man is telling her the truth. Sam is suspicious, though, telling Nana, and I quote, the clan doesn't kill people anymore. <laughs> and instead of slapping, and we all the taste, believed it. <laughs> yes, instead of slapping the taste out of her mouth, Nana patiently explains racism to Sam. <laughs> and now that Sam's firmly on the side of black people, she goes back to the jail and tries to free Chris. But he's already escaped somehow using ninja powers that we mm -hmm. don't get any clarification on. Uh, nope. to get, together, they take out Jesse and escape into the woods, leaving behind Chris's full arsenal of ninja weapons. Uh, it's they're all that he has like every weapon imaginable and it's just sitting there in shurikens the stars all of it yeah and they're just like nah we're just gonna live so what <laughs> follows is maybe 10 minutes or so of chris and sam mud wrestling sam making cow noises for some reason uh so incredibly confusing will they won't they where suddenly they're just they just hate each other uh after they wasn't like, mike together. possibly like a romantic interest for sam like i gotta got those vibes i don't know uh because they're doing like the playful like i pushed you but like i really wanted to right 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 yeah i mike's character is very poorly explained uh <laughs> we'll talk about mike in just a second eventually jesse and uh chris start to scuffle after being found out and jesse's dad gets shot in the in the fracas in the fray um <laughs> 
So this sets Jesse off. Jesse, the character and maybe the actor does like a shit ton of cocaine and then comes <laughs> to one of the most incredible scenes we've seen in a movie. Uh, because awesome. there's a there's a clan rally in what looks like the back of a Denny's and Jesse <laughs> delivers just batshit insane speech that it's somehow awesome. is like ridiculous but also like prescient like it's yeah. got to be improv it feels it feels too targeted and real yes you know what i mean like yes. jesse's not a very good the character the actor and the character is not a very good actor no. and all of a sudden in this part of the movie he's like I fucking feel this. <laughs> He's doing like the George Bush face, you know, like that kind of like scrunched, like you know. Yep. I can't see uh, a little bit, but also I mean this. Yeah, and it delivers these amazing lines. He says, "Once again, we've been forced by force to use force." <laughs> Bar bars, and I stand before you with a Bible in one hand and a gun in the other. And the gun in the other. Oh man! And, and with that line, Jesse won the twenty twenty four Republican primary because that's like, <laughs> he's, he really did though. Because the crowd is like, they eat slow that shit clap. up. Let's it's, go. Except for Lady in Yellow Shirt, who looks like she can't wait to be done with this movie. <laughs> there is, yeah, that's the one extra who like they put the camera on everybody else, and everybody else is like, yeah, we hate niggers. <laughs> this one lady in yellow. It's like, I I guess. So they said they won't feed me, I guess. Yeah, I'm missing my stories for this. Like, I can't. Yeah. I gotta go. My, my baby's coming <laughs> home. Like, I gotta go. It's crazy. <laughs> they only caught her face for like two seconds and she's fully bored. Yeah, she was done. Uh, so after that, more nonsense ensues with Chris and Sam on the run for maybe another like 15 minutes. Eventually, yep. they end up at an abandoned barn. And mm -hmm. one of the worst sex scenes we've seen since the serpent and the rainbow like, <laughs> it's terrible it has the heat and the passion of two people reading that ikea cabinet manual like it's oh like gosh. nothing about it should have <laughs> ever happened like it's terrible and they got the nerve to like take their clothes off like like don't just don't yeah. oh no it's you obviously it's, don't want to it's five good minutes like it goes on <laughs> it goes and, so long and it's just like why 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 um so once again of course jesse just tracks them down uh yep. th they fell asleep in the barn and he traps chris inside of the barn and sets on the fire uh taking sam with him and, and sam desperately tries to free him but jesse gives her the backhand and that's uh, finally too much for sam's father who finally decides <laughs> it's time to stand up to the clan um we see him later i guess he he i don't know if he just called the fbi or like knows someone at the fbi but like he gets in touch with them and he basically rats everybody out. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, oh, wait, no, no, no. We we wait. We gotta say that he has a moment of regret. Yeah. We see it for a half a second on the phone where he looks at his dead wife's picture and says, "Yeah, why? What did we do to get here? Yeah, what? What did I? Do? And I, I <laughs> it's a real tie between <laughs> Sam's father and Chris for the worst actor in the movie because both of them. The way that they read lines is crazy. Like it's it, it, every line. I mean, I don't know if we've all seen the the new Barbie movie, but there's the line reading in the Barbie movie where Issa Rae goes up 
to uh, one of the Kens watching The Godfather and ask them, are you watching The Godfather? Yes. And I feel like that's the line reading for like 80% of this movie. But even like more like, I don't know, we'll talk about but it. But for them to, to them to specifically though, like, we, yes, we're going we're gonna to get into it. We're going to yes. get into it. Um, so yes, again, Chris manages to escape this burning barn via ninjutsu that we never see. And yep. Sam goes to rally the black people of the town. She goes to Nana's house and, you know, starts telling them we got to do something. And instead, the black people ask her, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> who is this chick? <laughs> Why are you here? What are you talking about? Isn't your dad in the clan? To which Sam has no answer. But Nana steps in and defends her and gives. Thank God Nana stepped in because she was about to lose the fight right there. Yeah. Nana gives this incredible line and says, anyone who foments violence is a traitor to the cause. You're an enemy of civil rights. And if you were not, if you were playing along at home, yes, foment is not a word. If it is, it's not a word that Nana knows. Um, She. said it in a way that she was like is that right i saw it in the script i'm just saying i'm gonna say what i read but okay we just hey okay uh from there we get we get the climactic showdown between chris and jesse in front of of course a burning cross they (laughs) fight each other chris is adamant he's not gonna fight anyone anymore he's done fighting he's done with violence and jesse of course continues to goad him eventually like gets into it with him sam runs up but not before all the black people in the town come with guns and all the clan members in the town come with guns so it's a big standoff between the clan and all the black people in town sam runs up with a shotgun uh, (laughs) starts letting off shots trying to stop the fight but jesse's not having it and eventually sam shoots jesse with a shotgun and kills him uh, but she's terribly broken up about killing Jesse. She's like crying over him. She's asking the black people to help him. And like, what? Why would they even do that? They uh, also <laughs> used to date. They all Sam and Jesse used to date. That's yeah. when we when we meet Jesse, what they ask him, like, what did you guys do over the weekend? It's like, oh, we just went to the movie. Yeah. But yeah. then as the movie goes on, we hear from Jesse's side, or we see her from Sam's side that she's not really about this and was trying yeah. to be out like a while ago this is like the undercurrent of the plot like they keep referring to it referring to it right and so when sam does kill jesse she's like oh i killed my boyfriend but also like that nigga was trash oh yeah now everything we described do we get any resolution to chris's story to sam's story do we get any kind of follow-up where you know we see what happens to this town or learn anything about civil rights or you know maybe people coming together absolutely not we fade into the sunset there's a brief (laughs) fb like news clip about the fbi playing over the credits and that's the movie yeah it's so weird they play the news clip that would have played in town like the fictional news clip of like this terrible thing happened in texas the young young black man was murdered and a ninja came to avenge his death like what this movie is not that serious to deserve a faux news clip at the end yet we get one all i gotta say is ninja vengeance 
Can we talk about how this movie is called Ninja Vengeance and he does not avenge one black man? <laughs> the Who the entire... fuck is he avenging? He didn't even know Mike. Barely did he know the guy he was avenging at the time of vengeance. Literally. He's like, who's that black guy? Oh, shit. Literally, Mike gets thrown into him in the beginning of the movie and then Chris does one of his like three dozen ninja rolls out of the way. Like, that's it. Like, he sees him get it. racism in the diner. And then he like gets thrown into him at one point. And that's yep. like literally when he's on his little little nighttime jog and runs up and sees what's happening to Mike, <laughs> he just sits there and watches for a good couple of minutes. Like Stop doesn't style. it's not until Mike gets beaten to death that he decides maybe I should interview. I should have probably <laughs> talked to him. It probably would have saved his life. Um instead, here we are. Yeah. Now, again, Mike is out here in this town walking alone somewhere. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Not to victim blame or victim shame. Yeah, no, we're not here to do that. But like the movie has him make some crazy choices. uh, He is wearing these Doc Martens and a giant, like, I don't know anarchist jacket yeah he's got the big trench coat on i i want to talk about mike in depth i want to talk about both characters in depth in just a second but like we we should talk about mike so everybody knows who died for this movie apparently right well but like what is this movie about because it's it's, not about vengeance well it's It's, but it's it's not really about racism no yeah it's such a weird film because it's its whole backdrop and setup is the Ku Klux Klan in this town kills a black man. Right. Mm-hmm. Chris, like. And Chris is there. <laughs> right. Like Chris doesn't want to be there. I I don't think Chris says Mike's name ever in the movie. No, never. I, never. I don't think he no. ever. There's that, a, They never refer to him. They don't. He, they yeah. don't even have a conversation about him. Sam's too busy making moo cow noises <laughs> in the forest, or or what? What else are they doing? Like throwing mud all over themselves, throwing like, mud at each other. Yeah. because like we know why they're putting the mud on them to like drop the scent of dogs that aren't even chasing them. But like they're just doing it. They're just yeah. doing it. They're just doing it, and it's it is crazy because there's one of the. It took me at least a minute into the scene to realize what was happening because after they get away from Jesse and everybody for the first time after Jesse's father gets shot, Chris goes into this wild ass monologue alone to himself. (laughs) Sam is there, but but he's talking to someone, and it's not Sam. It's not Sam. And he's like, I never wanted this to happen. I should have trained more, but I'm not ready yet. Why, you know, why, why won't they let up? Why can't, you know, it's just like, and it go like, again, it's a four minute. Sequence. It's a monologue. Like it's a, it's a, it's a whole scene. And Sam just sits there, tr- tries to make a fire, like tries to just light a match <laughs> yeah, and, and light some brush on fire. But like, he I was like, is he okay? Is he having a moment? Like I think he had a full stroke. <laughs> because that was but this is the hero of the movie. Like, this is the person who 
I don't think has any opinions on like I the closest they get is Sam, you know, it's like, why did they kill him? And he's like, fear. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, people are afraid of things they don't understand. And it causes them to lash out and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And that's it. Like, that's that's the most we get out of Chris about any kind of, not even just, like, a racial philosophy, like, sociopolitical just, thing, but, like... Anything. Yeah, at a certain point... Anything like, he would think. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck Mike. I, I just want to beat up Jesse, I guess, at this point. Like, yeah. that seems to be the whole drawn-out thing. Like, Jesse and Sam's relationship becomes more central to the plot than the black man who got beat to death <laughs> maybe like 20 minutes into the movie and it's and it's crazy because like you can feel that the movie is definitely like setting you up for like the, obviously this huge racism that's gonna happen right yeah. somebody somebody died but also somebody was there so somebody's got to fight for the racism right right like yeah somebody's got somebody's got to like a, avenge this bad thing that happens right yet the entire time we spend with the Avenger, with Chris and Sam, they're like rom-com in it in yeah. the forest. And it's honestly like it's to no avail because they don't even like they have sex, but like what's that even for? Who yeah. cares? It's bad. I mean, like again, their chemistry, and I think every like everybody, I don't know if there's one trained actor in this no. entire film not right? even chris yeah i think and not even chris is like sensei gerald or oh whatever my God. his name was like he like he, that guy the sheriff and like one more person i was like are you just fully adr like is that your voice like, that's <laughs> not your voice that might not be your voice i don't know because the way that you're talking is again like no person speaks but also like <laughs> I like it's almost not synced up, you know. So like I'm I'm watching it and I'm just like, are, who are any of these people? Like this is just such a random. Somehow they got enough people to film a movie, you know, and they. I and mean, they did and it. stunts too. Yeah. Like there's stunt stuff. Well, and that's the other thing about Chris is like, he's fine. Martial arts wise, like it's. He's okay. He's not. I, he's not. It, He's not even college kickboxers. Yeah. He's not even that good. He's he's like fine. He's passable, I guess. But like he's the, that's that's the thing. Like um you know, we've done some movies where it's like, yeah, I guess this person is the star of the movie because they are like a martial arts specialist. Like they do this kind of martial arts. Like that's why they're the star of the film, right? Like not the acting, but like you're gonna get some crazy action sequence. All bad. Every sequence he's in, any martial art he does is terrible, uh, unconvincing. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it feels like you went to go see like a community production of like a Ninja Turtles. <laughs> movie you know what i mean With like soft ass throws like yeah. making sure no one gets hurt <laughs> right and like he <laughs> i i guess the clan in the movie is intentionally like a bunch of doofuses who like can't yes. 
even tie their own shoelaces but like the way well, that I he, assume that yeah well the, it's like that's how the movie portrays them because the way that chris continually gets the drop on them and like oh beats God. the shit out of them like seven like he's handcuffed he's still kicking their ass like it's crazy they lock him up inside of a burning bar and he literally he just like walks out of walks <laughs> in frame the next scene he's just like i'm, I'm out I'm out. out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm going to kick you in your face. Like, and they're just like, oh, how do you do it again? Like, <laughs> dumbfounded every time. How does this guy keep ninjing? Yeah. And like, and the, like his ninja move of choice is that little roll he does before oh, he, like, sad roll. He rolls in or out of whatever he's about to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, stop. Stop no. doing that. <laughs> Stop. It, it doesn't seem to be like helping you. It, does, it doesn't get you anywhere any faster. It's not like no. you drop on any of these clan members. They all want to punch you. They all want to give you like a Indiana Jones right cross. Like right. everybody's got the same move. Right. <laughs> it's, I think that's just the thing. It's like, it's a movie that seemingly, I can't even say it wants to have a point, but I think it, it's set out with the intention of something saying something being about what? something and then quickly like loses all of it to just turn all the scene. some kind of i mean like the way that the black people come back into the movie at the end just to i think get arrested by the fbi because <laughs> yeah, i was about to say they don't even like actually like apprehend any of the clan members the fbi does all that yeah the black people just like kind of got caught in the crossfire in a fight that they like kind of didn't need to be a part of and like didn't i mean it's wild that one mike's death isn't like the instigation of racial violence and strife you know uh, what i mean like he dies and they're all just like i guess you know another brother gone pour, pour out one for mike pour, pour, yeah pour out one for mike yeah uh, a seltzer because the kid didn't drink <laughs> What does his, what does Nana say? You know, like I told you about that stuff. You know, try to be a hero or whatever. And it's yeah, just I told like, you about trying to be a hero. And that's, that's what like that, that's the end of what, what she told have, Mike. Yeah, that's what you have to say to your dead son. I know. I know. Don't be a hero, Jesus. I told you about that being a hero stuff. Oh, now you're dead. And she's the and then and then she's the one at the end of the movie talking about fomenting violence. And, <laughs> Meanwhile, actually, the only people I actually believed in the whole movie were the random black family members mm -hmm. who were like, "I'm gonna fuck these white people up." I'm gonna shit. Yeah, like, that... all of them looked like Freddie Gibbs. All of them had guns. <laughs> that one, that one black woman who came in, like somebody said, "Oh, and isn't your father a member of the clan?" And this black woman just slides in. I believe it. <laughs> <Just I... like... laughs> You know, she was getting her hair, hair done like five feet away. I was like, yeah. I heard it too, girl. Yeah, I heard that shit. Uh, I heard that shit. I heard he ain't shit either. <laughs> oh, and let's, I mean, let's talk about it. Because he, he ain't shit. Her father is arguably He's one of the shit. worst actors I have ever seen in a movie. It is wild that if I they... I have to agree. I think, I think I have to agree. If they ADR'd his lines, How? How how did how do you <laughs> how do you not only it's the, it's <laughs> well my question is because it's like 
that's not even like him, right? Like that's not even him like doing the lines. It's that's not him. him. It can't be him. That's him in the booth or somebody in the booth delivering dialogue. So like that's <laughs> that's what you got. Was <laughs> but like the actor himself is trying to give it some gusto. Like you can see that he's like uh, when Sam comes barging in the first time and he like holds her and he's like, wait a minute, you wait a minute. <laughs> I don't even know. Like if that's he got okay. I don't even know if he got that up because like she's she comes home and she's like, Daddy, you shouldn't be drinking again. And he's like, Oh, it's okay. Oh, hey, you're I gotta, right. <laughs> I gotta tell you something. Uh Mike's dead. And she's like, Mike's dead. He's like, uh, I don't know. Like he was out there. No, he doesn't even say that. He says, like, calm down about it. Calm yeah, down. Yeah, he's like, hey, <laughs> stop. Anyways. Like, chill out. It's just Mike. <laughs> he's dead. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, but that's that's his energy Wild level. Stuff. For every, like, they're out there trying to find Chris and Sam, and his he pulls up in his truck, and he's like, hey, I used to play out here with Sam all the time. We used to go on these woods and, and have a great time. I think I know where she went to. And it's like, they're trying to kill her. They're going to murder her. And he's like, not even here. And, and he's like, barely doing the work as a parent. And it's like, if he's supposed to be a drunk, you know what I mean? Like, he's delivering the lines like he's just got out of a coma. You know what I mean? Like He's sober <laughs> and bored. <laughs> Like my my I I, I mean the, I quoted earlier what he like they give him like a a fraction of a character yeah and he looks at his dead wife's picture and he's, he couldn't even like take a swig like that would have been at least right. like I would have given him points if he like you know grabbed a beer bottle and was like oh Joanne what have we become Joanne he doesn't even do that he just looks at the picture sadly and is like what have we let happen here. Anyway, let happen. Time to call the FBI. <laughs> Guess I gotta, I gotta call my boys at the FBI. Like these guys, he, he <laughs> Come is. On, what are you... Like it's just a wild fluctuation because he and Chris are like at the bottom. Like there's no anything to any of their delivery, and their delivery is so stilted and strange that like. If they were reading from cue cards, I wouldn't be surprised. But it was also like, I can't, I mean, we'll, we'll probably have to drop some dialogue in here or like pull up a clip. <laughs> to, have, I think you have to. I think we have yeah, to, honestly. I, I think we're trying to describe something that you can't really begin to understand until you watch it because like everybody in this, like Jesse, even everyone his, is ADR. Everyone yeah. is not saying the dialogue that happened on set that day no and like it again it just fluctuates from scene to scene like sometimes jesse is like on 12 like he's up screaming screaming it's like a trump tweet he's like screaming things that like don't need to be screamed uh but then but then in other scenes like when his dad is it's it's, that character change is very funny because like for the first half of the movie he's like yes daddy come and daddy right and then as soon as his dad dies the switch gets flipped and he's like 
We're going to fuck up all these black people, okay? Yeah. We're going to fuck up all of them from Texas to North Dakota. I hate the world. <laughs> I got a Bible in one hand and a gun in the other. And a gun in the other. And, like, the vibes literally carry through all the way until the end when he's, like, he might as it's like it's it feels like that Jesse's the one who should rip his shirt yeah. off. He's so mad. Yet Chris is like, I just gotta kick your ass because the movie yeah. says I have to kick your ass. Look, I'm really sorry about this, but I guess I guess I'm really sorry about this ass woman. Yeah, I'm really sorry about this ass woman, yo. And finally, Sam, who oh. I, I feel I I if I feel bad for anybody, I guess it's her the actress yeah because the character is fucking wild like she's this girl literally came to work doing a different thing every day <laughs> and she's supposed to be like you're the same person you're sam sam did it she's i don't i don't understand because i think in some respects she's supposed to be a serious person like she's supposed <laughs> to be somebody like she wants this. to go to college jordan yeah, there's a whole subplot about like her dad not letting her go to college and her having dreams, and then the next minute she's <laughs> mooing like a cow, <laughs> like, slathering mud on her face. Chris is like they're they're trying to go through the woods, and of course he's a ninja, so he's like I'm all I'm stealth, you know whatever, and he's <laughs> and she's like. He's like, oh, like, could you be any more like a cow? And she's like, I think a cow would be the perfect animal to be in this situation. Moo, moo. She just starts moo. like, it's like, what? Huh? And then he's like, I'd like to have sex with you. <laughs> I know. Like, literally 30 minutes later, he's like, you know what, homegirl? Give me that moo again. <laughs> Let me get some of that moo, girl. barn that we're about to burn down. And then she's like, at once... You know, they're in the woods and she's like, I wouldn't go that way. I know the woods like the back of my hand. And then she's like so desperate to light a match for warmth that she's about to like start a whole brush fire. Like she, I don't understand. Survivalist. And then all of a sudden like has just no idea what she's doing out there. Everything fluctuates about her so wildly from one scene to the next. And she's constantly like apologizing for racism but also i think supposed to be like the moral white person in town who like stands up for things i don't know her character is wild also like she is the movie's moral compass because the damn sure ain't chris no chris which has is no. hilarious because chris has fucking like you said no compass he's He's literally like led by nothing except for a yeah. yin yang pendant in his pocket. Like he has, he has like no goals or anything to draw other than share, uh, Sensei Gerald's wisdom and a yin yang pendant in his pocket. Is Sensei Gerald the father of his grandfathers? Of you know, like is he? <laughs> <laughs> is he? <laughs> Ancestor Gerald, teach me the ways of martial is he, arts. Is he just another random white man? Like, what is their relationship? I thought is Gerald the ancestors? Like, is he just like is he fictitious? He's like he never really. I don't existed. know. Like, I thought I, at, at a certain point, I thought he was Chris's father. I mean, but, I would like to think he's Chris's father, but the movie doesn't give a shit. <laughs> well, because since Gerald is just like you know, I 
taught you all the shit I know. I don't know what you want me to do anymore, dog. Like, really? Go be like, a ninja, as, soon I guess. As, <laughs> as soon as he is done teaching, he's like, guess the movie ain't got nothing for me to do, bro. Like, I'm gonna see you later. Yeah, it's, I don't know, like, so many characters not only come and go in this movie, but are just, like, so... All of that flashback is unnecessary and proves no point. Like, we get... Yeah, it doesn't even, like... It, it, it would be great if it was like you know Loki kill Bill and he was like I taught you the five point exploding palm technique and you're gonna use it to explode Jesse's chest like yeah no there wasn't even that it was literally well it was the pendant Gerald gave him the pendant <laughs> which after sex he gave to Sam as like you could have this and to be it's clear, about balance Sam stole it from the drawer I mean, yeah. at the police station that had all this other stuff so again given the chance to take just i don't know literally any weapon she said what about this necklace yeah shurikens Nah, i'm good uh knives super cool but i don't think i'd need them anytime soon this sweet sweet yin yang pendant yeah Is, are there two that you Can I take the, the ocean city boardwalk great <laughs> <laughs> i'll take that uh yeah i don't like i feel like we could go on trying to dissect this not even just the movie but like these characters but at the end of the day i don't really know if this movie this movie to be clear i would say watch it only because one it's on tubi and it's free so like yeah you don't even have to really you know what i mean like if you want to turn it off after 20 minutes like so be it, you know, you not a waste of your time. You can de- go go on with your day uh, <laughs> like nothing happened. But I just it is when I say the acting is on the level of the room or Birdemic or Troll 2, like it is that bad. The movie is not as enjoyable as those others, only because I think it yeah. just can, it just meanders for such a long time. Like there's just random sequences of like them in the woods having bullshit conversations and like play fighting so like that this movie's and the movie's only an hour and 27 minutes so (laughs) that's also the thing is like the movie is like one of the shortest ones we've ever reviewed right yeah one of the shortest ones you could see as a motion picture yet it feels like the lord the goddamn rings with these guys in the forest like three hours of just yes yeah, put the mud on your face, but then take the mud off in the next scene. We're not going to yes. talk about why, but just just do it. Just do it because people do it when they're in the woods. I mean, I guess let's let's not even not not reimagining quite yet. Okay, in staying in the world of the movie, sure. a few questions. One, what is the seminar that Chris is going to? Is it is he? Is it ninja? I have to assume because his whole personality is ninja. Like his whole personality is ninja. He's got nothing else to offer anybody except ninja. Like he is like Ken. Ken does beach. He does ninja. Like that's <laughs> that's it. That's all he's got. Um, and like, I have to assume it is a seminar. But like, he didn't. But is it like what would he? Is he going to go there and show other like Midwestern white men how to throw shurikens at walls? I think I'm just hung up on seminar. 
like a ninja seminar like i yeah yeah i mean i i definitely visualized like a holiday in, in marfa texas full of like midwestern white men like oh okay so i should like oil my nunchucks okay right interesting, interesting. like I, I i i visualized that i guess it's probably just on like how to roll and look cool like that's probably <laughs> what he's gonna talk about <laughs> this is how i roll out of the room uh oh because that i mean like that was strangely a plot point of the movie like he mentions the seminar like four times four times yeah a lot a lot doesn't really seem to be concerned about it at the end um the movie, yeah he doesn't like it's not like he doesn't even ride off in the sunset to the seminar he's just like i i'm leaving i thought we were gonna get to the seminar. i thought that's what the movie was gonna wrap up with but like the movie wraps up like what happens here like uh, do all those black people go to jail i'm gonna assume so because it's yeah because jesse's dead the sheriff is dead jesse's dead it looks like sam's not going to jail uh but her father is going to jail chris is going chris is voluntarily going away with the fbi he's like i've been planning for too long i gotta (laughs) tell all the secrets the way uh, he just like acquiesces to the FBI guy, he's like, I've had enough Sam. It's yeah, been a long, long life of calling black people the N word. <laughs> so like, yeah, he goes, but it's like similar to the to the Klansmen, like there's no I mean, those both of those movies have strange parallels because they both end with burning crosses. This one, the burning do, cross yeah. collapses. As I guess that's yeah, very, symbolism. Very the final note. Very like, and you know, uh, I, and the clansman. I guess that tree gets burned, which was like the same vibes. The race they hung tree. people from that tree. The racist yeah. tree, yeah. Um, but it's like n- neither movie ends with like it doesn't need to necessarily be a resolution that's just like oh well everything's solved now you know racism's over here clan is gone black people are happy like great job but more so just like so what the fuck was any of this actually about because like right it doesn't not neither of those movies actually and both of these movies are like super similar in that sense yeah super similar honestly as as far as like the ply and even like how they're executed yeah the, yeah one just like has double the budget of the other um <laughs> and they're not large budgets to begin with no um but what what i what i came away with from from this movie and, and from the clansmen is like neither of them are focused on justice we're black. Not people. even like, yeah. <laughs> Which is strange because apparently in both movies, they just wake us up in the middle of the night to tell us about injustices that yeah. have been occurred against our people. Yes. And then we're mad about it and we we take it to the streets. But then once it's over and once the outsider from out of town has done his job, like business as usual. Right. And what about the person that died for all of this? Like, there's no fund in their name no 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 justice no money going to the family like we don't actually both movies end with with the burning image right Right. so there's no epilogue in either movie we don't get to go to the seminar in this movie we don't get to uh well i guess in the clansmen see homeboy become the actual sheriff of the town 
right and like rule justly like we don't get to see those things so both move neither movie were was interested in like retribution they were both interested yeah. in like the evil that man as uh nana so eloquently put it per- perverts yeah well because i think both movies somehow equate violence generally as like a non-action like that's you know yeah and neither of them an come eye. to nothing yeah you know like well the clan is wrong because of the clan but like killing right. the clan also isn't right and it's like i don't know like, like <laughs> i don't know sounds kind of right to me you know like <laughs> at like the, I'll be in that shit <laughs> at the very least black people taking up arms to defend themselves from basically a terrorist gang that's in their neighborhood in their towns killing them at at will at random for anything any kind of you know perceived slight or offense it's like so thoughts right because that's the thing i mean there's there's a clear non-violent tact that like Mm -hmm. the movie written by two white people is advocating (laughs) black people to take and yet Again, I think the whole nonviolence, like I think white people take nonviolence literally as like yes, never violence. Violence is not the answer. You will never get what you need through violence. And yet, white history is filled with white people acting violently and getting exactly what they want. <laughs> Which is why you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> The point of nonviolence wasn't to not violent, not to react. not be violent, just because the point of nonviolence was to show how depraved white people were in the actions yes. that they were taking against black people. King was like, look, we cannot be denied, you know, our moral, our moral high ground, but also just like if the world sees what's actually going on, you know what I mean? If we the, the depravity of the actual races, if we force their hands you know, and, and force them out into the open, you know, all of the things that we know have been happening, you know, without any any coverage or anybody looking at it. But like if we're out here getting hosed and, you know, bitten by dogs and chased and, you know, beaten by the police, like at a certain point, people are going to have to say, hey, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like we maybe we It'll don't be agree. obvious. Yeah, maybe we don't agree with what these black people are saying or what they want, but like we shouldn't be doing that. Like that's too far. We're like, that's that's inhumane right that was the point of nonviolence, not to not defend yourself or just let people do whatever they wanted to do because you weren't going to violently (laughs) you know react and turn like again it's very well documented king wasn't violent but he had shooters literally had shooters (laughs) on the team shooters on him people had guns around the man and we're ready to do what needed to be done just in case it came to that. Like, he was not an idiot. Like, he wasn't like, right. yo, nothing bad's ever going to happen to me. The man constantly hey. receiving death threats, throwing bricks through my window. FBI's calling me all hours of the night, threatening me, threatening my <laughs> wife, threatening my family. But I shouldn't have anybody not, around not me. Not me. <laughs> no guns. No guns for me. You know, it's I'm like, Martin Luther King. I'm gonna be fine. 
<laughs> it's like yes you know no was he malcolm out the window with the no but no like, but <laughs> you know like he wasn't a fool <laughs> no and i think that's the thing that the, the movie ultimately settles on this kind of like you know well those black people shouldn't have been there with guns either and it's like but should they have been there with guns i mean like you know probably <laughs> It's I mean, to me, it's it's wild that I guess if this movie is taking place in the 80s in real time, mm. uh, like, yeah, the expectation is at, at that point, you know, after everything that you've seen at that point, the filmmakers are like, yeah, but you know what? Like, they really should just be peaceful Negroes who, like, don't have any, you know what I mean? Like, aren't that they're not that, man. They're not that. They're not that mad. They're not that upset that one of their best and brightest just got beat to death. <laughs> you know, by the and like, and that's the thing. Just for existing. This town seems to be a town where like everybody knows the clan everybody. is here. You're yeah. in the clan. You know what I mean? Like it's not a secret. It's not some kind of like what the Ku Klux Klan? They haven't been seen here in hundreds of years. It's like no, no. It's I, more like I'll see you at the meeting tonight, Jesse. Right? You know, like Let's that's go the neighbors. <laughs> that's that's the vibe of the town. So, like, for them to be like, <laughs> for Sam to one come out her mouth and say they don't kill people anymore is wild. But two, like, for the black people of this town to just kind of be like, mm. you know, we weren't we weren't that upset until uh, Chris got into it with jesse i guess like why wouldn't you if if you had not only that level of weaponry but like if you really were just like at that we're fed the fuck up with this bullshit level why wouldn't you on site like yeah, the second well, you hear that somebody's been killed like just be out right because like the way and also like the way that it, it's it's pretty evident in the way that uh mike handles chris Oh, sorry, Mike handles Jesse in that first scene yeah. in that first application in the diner. Like he's sick of his shit already. Mike is already like, oh yeah, all right, guys, yeah. come on, enough, enough is enough. Like he knows where he lives. Yeah, and his brothers is you know they got that thing on them. You know, oh, like oh yeah, we ready to go. Like Mike should be able to eat at that diner and then you know say see you tomorrow, you know asshole, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. But because Chris came to town. And started some shit. Well, I mean, well, I don't know. Because it doesn't really have to do with him, but it's like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to dissect what the movie obviously doesn't care about. No, but, which is racism. <laughs> but you know, like, movies or, you know, any story is usually about, like, the, the fiction rule of it all is that yeah. stories happen on the day that the thing happened. Right. Like you, you, you meet you meet somebody on the day that the thing happened to them. Why? What feels different about this day? Nothing feels different. Like no, it, it honestly feels like Mike said too many things, and they. I mean, Mike probably would have walked home normally any other night. I guess so. But Jesse decided to fuck with them while a ninja was in town, right. and then this happened. Right. The, yeah, then shit really got out of hand. Yeah, and then shit yeah. really got out of hand and fucking Jesse and his dad died because they were racist. Look. It, it, it's it's interesting because it's like the movie wants to be like, hey, this racism shit is fucked up. 
but yeah. I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to talk about it. I'm so sorry. I have no, I have no <laughs> point. I have no idea what civil rights is about. I only know big black mama characters and guns. So, uh, what if there was a ninja, that could be. I love ninjas. Fuck it. Yes, I'm gonna put a ninja in my soul. Yes. Okay. So, what if it's a racism story, but I got mm. a ninja in there? No white ninja. Oh, he's definitely a white ninja. He can't be a black <laughs> ninja saving his own people. That would never happen. <laughs> I am very thankful that his sensei wasn't an older Asian man. Uh, as offensive that as it would have been, yeah, to have that that unseasoned white man draw yin yang in Gerald. the sand and uh <laughs> talk about balance also, and whatever. when he did that i did not know it was a yin yang even when he drew the little flash in the middle i was like what, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like this whole this whole movie is uh trash uh it's subpar in like yeah. every way it could possibly yeah. be in many ways but like I guess yeah. Let's let's try to reimagine it. My only sure. thing would be because they do the black people so dirty in this movie, Mike really especially. And if if we're gonna have a Mike, you know, who is like, because I, I couldn't really get the sense like he he they were giving him Dwayne Wade different world energy, like he was supposed to be like this like intelligent upstanding intelligent brother yeah you know who like he's he's had enough he's going to law school he's going to do something he's going to make a difference in the world yeah he understands communist theory at 15 years old so right (laughs) (laughs) but like let's let's scale mike back a little bit right because i think they're really trying to make him into like intelligent brother intelligent brother and like again he's he's good or we should feel bad for mike because mike doesn't understand (laughs) you understand boy i don't understand i don't understand (laughs) but you know he's supposed he's supposed to be sympathetic i think because they kind of built him up to be you know like righteously raging against you know all the things that are happening in this in this town but like i think it would be more you know trying to work within the framework of the movie is always tricky because like this doesn't give you a lot to to parse or deal with but like Mm -hmm. i i would i would feel bored like if mike came back as a lawyer like he is a full lawyer who like left to go learn law specifically to come back to this town to practice law here you know what yeah. I mean? To ensure that travesties like this don't happen, you know, people aren't getting killed and no justice is being served. And so he comes mm-hmm. back. I don't want a black person to die, but I guess if a black person has to die <laughs> in order for this plot to to move forward and Mike, because then it's a different movie. There's no ninja in it. You know, it's more of a yeah. legal thriller. But does there need, I mean, what like what did ninja add to this <laughs> if if you saw ninja vengeance be it in the theater or one a vhs somewhere along the line or something like that if you saw ninja vengeance and you were impressed by the ninja ing in this movie yeah you got low bar bro you gotta yeah. you gotta yeah up that taste my friend yes because that this ain't it 
<laughs> this is not it. And I think like having a I don't know if a black ninja makes it better. I yeah. was trying I was gonna think, I was like, is Black Ninja a better movie? Is that like a black exploitation like uh revenge plot? I, I mean it would have to almost be on some black dynamite. Like yeah, you know, like some JD's revenge or Yeah, because it's so it's already so like up and like crazy that like to have yeah. a black person like you want me to take this at face value that they are a ninja <laughs> going around. I mean, look, if you wanted to give me a ninja that like fought the clan, like that was their whole bag, was like they just went around like beating the shit out of the clan in different towns. Yes, I would watch that movie. Yeah, I would watch that. <laughs> so <laughs> if that was the plot where Mike was like a traveling ninja who like just rolled up whenever there was clan trouble and like or like people like you know called him to come in and and deal with like, racism. Like Batman. And, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? And he just came in and, and kicked ass and left. Like I could I could get with that. It would be a crazy movie, but like if black people made it and uh Yeah. You know, <laughs> I would I would watch that. I would I, I would watch Black Ninja go to small towns. I'd watch a whole series of the movies of Black Ninja goes to small towns. And then oh. you get 20 minutes or 10 minutes of a racist dude being like, you know who I hate? I hate women. I hate niggers. I hate people from other countries. I hate everybody. Blah, 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 blah. And then he just comes in and just like karate chops him in the neck for the preceding 45 minutes. I yeah. would watch <laughs> 10 of those movies. I don't care. I Yeah, if you just took the Jason Aldean try that in the small town video, but just inserted a black ninja <laughs> and he just beat the shit and just out gave, of And then... Uh, Put Bushido Brown from the Boondocks yeah. in that video. Yeah, I would watch that shit. Yes. So maybe that's the remake that we're looking for. Okay. Is is, is that Bushido uh, Brown in a small town? Oh my God! All right, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get that funded. Um, like I said, there's no behind the scenes for this movie. I, what do you want from me? This is Ninja Vengeance on TV. Like, <laughs> bro, like you can see the lighting pictures in scenes. Like, it's, it's look at that. Is bad news bears, but it's it's a fun time. Yeah, not ish. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't. I, it is short, so it has that going hey, for it. Right. You know, you can't really get get too upset at it in that sense. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess like let's let's go to the Caucasian ranking. I guess we've <laughs> we've made it to that point. Um, for those. Back. For those who are new, we've got three levels of caucasity for you. The first level of caucasity, as always, is shorts in the winter. It's summer. Summer. Shorts are acceptable. You know what I mean? Like if you if you've got any, any like like we say, once we start dipping below 50 degrees. 50? Right, you know, I would say why your knees out. Well, because it's like, yeah, some people's body temperature, you might run hot whatever whatever i'll give you a, like a little bit of leniency but once we're in the 40s definitely in the 30s i would have to go on because if, <laughs> if, if you're doing it below that like there's a problem but yeah like this is the this is the the level where it's not hurting us but we have questions i have a, I have a question for you i'm worried yeah. about you why are you, why is this a thing that you've chosen to do and you know like 
live and let live, I guess, right? But still at the same time, like maybe maybe consider your choices uh moving forward. Cameron, what's the second level? Uh the second level of carcassity is this movie is touching my hair. So this is when it's an offense. We take an offense, we back it up, we're like, hey, you know, they might have a lovely question for us. Well, how did what 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 number and letter that is it? Is it four C? Is that two A? Can I touch? How do I find yeah. out? And before they've already asked you the question, they're knuckle deep in your hair uh, and you've got a problem. And this is the level where, you know, it's an offense, it's a violence, but you know, I'm, 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 we're not hurt off of it. We're not, we're not, you know, worried off of it. We're just like, you know, back the fuck up a little bit. Yes, yes. And the third level, I mean, we've been gone for a while. So we've been white, gone for a while. White people have been up to a lot of things. I don't know if you have anything that's specific, Cameron. I could just read off a few things that I've seen recently. Um, sure, sure. Uh, your boy Billy McFarland is back at it again. He's actually selling. He's he's claiming that <laughs> Firefest Two is selling out tickets. It's legit, guys. And how? How? You know, like S- again, scam me once, shame on me. Scam me twice. Well, actually, shame on me both times. Yeah, yeah. But, like, multiple documentaries, people actually went to jail. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a thing that... He he just got out of jail. You know, and he's back at it again, and everybody seems to be like, ha-ha, Billy, this is fun, (laughs) you know? Nobody's like, get the... You know what I mean? Like, wildfire control, politics out of control, you know, yeah, we're about just, to have a president running for president while he is his peoples are getting out on 150k bond. Yes, the former mayor of New York today was released from jail on a hundred fifty thousand dollars bond. Yep, that's that's what. <laughs> yep, uh, we got a mugshot for that man. Over in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Republican State Superintendent Ryan Walters is threatening to take over the school district. Um, and he said that he's looking at states like Florida, Arkansas for curriculum advice and has looked into PragerU. Right. So this is one of many stories of various red states looking to do just about anything and everything they can to not just erase black history, but history as we know it, erase LGBTQ people. Um, it's that's how you know racism was real but that's how you know slavery was real fucking bad right when in school they're like you know what we should teach a different version because we kind of fucked up the first time yes <laughs> um jeez and then i mean this isn't this is just this is actually something enjoyable uh but today the the bug shots have been rolling in of yes. of trump's boys mm. and they are wild stuff delicious. you know delicious Going from just some like, of course, you know, of course, Rudy Giuliani looks like that to like some of them actually like smiling <laughs> in there. My homegirl is smiling. Jenna Ellis is like, yeah, this is like, you know, I'm going to use this as my headshot uh, moving forward. I'm a criminal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll take that. But still, like, I'm I'm hesitant on all of this until charges actually come down on people so unless people i'm are still waiting it. on my trump baseball card 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is the ultimate. I'm still level. waiting to trade my Trump mugshot card. <laughs> yeah, this is the ultimate level of caucasity. This is uh, the worst of the worst, where white people have gone a step too far and have done something unforgivable. I don't think Ninja Vengeance is is that level. I something in me wants to give it shorts and a half. The half being, and a half being for Big Mama and <laughs> fomenting violence and uh <laughs> all of that nonsense they had her say and just Mike's general character. Like I I you can't be offended by Ninja Vengeance because it's so terrible yeah. that like you know there's no no serious people were involved in the making of this film. <laughs> but it's still like come on, y'all. <laughs> yeah, like okay, here's here's my impression of of uh our two writers of this project. Oh, um Carl Armstrong and Carrie Armstrong sitting across the kitchen table working on this one. Type of type of type of type. Hey Carrie, do you think I should use the Epsler and the Ensler in this movie? Well, it is about racism. You're right. I want to be authentic. I'm going to keep typing it. You just tell me when to stop. <laughs> How many do we have so far? Three? Four? Let's make it five. Make it an even five. <laughs> and like oh my the, gosh. the vigor, like that clan rally scene, like yellow shirt wasn't into it. Some people yeah. a bit too into it. The old man, the old prospector man, like that nigga looked like he killed a black guy and remembered it in that moment. He was like, "Yeah, I fucking killed Jerome." I was like, "Nigga, what?" <laughs> like, I feel like that clan rally, like when they were finished shooting it, a couple of them were like, "We should go out and kill some niggers now." And they're like, "Hey, this is a movie, my guy. We're just we're fucking around." And he's like, "Oh, we're, we're not fucking around. We're fucking around." <laughs> This isn't the, wait, this isn't the actual <laughs> clan rally? Oh, shit. This isn't the clan rally? This is the fake movie clan rally? Where's the clan rally? Oh, it's right next door, actually. Uh, sorry. Yeah, wrong, wrong Denny's. Um... <laughs> My fault. My fault, sir. <laughs> this, the vibes in there are really um, worrisome. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I the think... faces on some of those guys? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like Roy Wood Jr. Uh, and uh, Rod from the Black Guy Who Tips have talked about like the necessity of of white racists in movies, like people to play those roles. Like right. there's there's always has to be um, white people in those roles, right? Right. But it's always just like you know you 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 go back and forth between like Leonardo DiCaprio, like apologizing profusely to Samuel Jackson for having to say nigger and Django. Hey man, hey man, I don't, don't want to say this. I, I, don't, I don't think I want to say this. It's like, yeah. you're playing a slave trader in a Quentin Tarantino movie. If you don't fix your mouth right if now. If you were just in a regular Quentin Tarantino movie, you would have at least had to say nigger three times. It doesn't right, matter. Right, before so, lunch. <laughs> so this one especially, you're probably going to have to say it. That's so crazy. That story to me, every every time I hear that story, it's like, really? This guy was like in a slave movie. It was like, I don't know if I can play this stuff, yeah. guys. But then you've got Ed Harris and um, 
uh, Mississippi Burning? Was that the one? Yeah. It was just like. Oh, no, 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 no. That's um, uh, our boy. What's his name? James Woods. James Woods. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who was just (laughs) born with it in his mouth. Yeah. James Woods. Like, am I acting? I don't know. (laughs) 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 Who can say? Uh, so yeah, there's, I mean, there's always got to be white people looking angry in clan hoods, but like some of these people, they make a point. I was concerned how much of this was <laughs> fiction. <laughs> yeah, that, as soon as they, they like really zoomed in on the prospector, man, that nigga was like, he literally finished mining for gold. And was like, you know what? I also hate niggas, so I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go handle this real quick. I want to see the uh, um, just the call sheet. You know what I mean? Like the the call they put out. Do you hate niggers? Are you free <laughs> at three p.m.? <laughs> what you doing on Thursday? <laughs> and just see who shows up, and it's like, oh, this is yeah. way more people here than yeah. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie. <laughs> well, I mean, to say more about Ninja Vengeance, I think would be giving it too much. I too think much credit. We've we talked enough about this movie, but. Yeah, we are we are back, baby. Um, and a few just logistical announcements for moving forward. So we're going to be doing things biweekly from now on. Mm-hmm. So there won't be an episode next week, but there will be an episode the week after that. Um, you got so it. every 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 other week. We will be trying. We, we will have half as much caucasity for you guys. Yeah, per month. But I think that will be helpful for us just in terms of, you know, keeping the everything going, not necessarily. Yeah. You know, getting overwhelmed with things like we said, we're still doing this on our own. Like if you know somebody who wants to pick up a podcast and give us money, uh, we'd love we'd love that. We're still looking for a network. Yeah. Until then, we are we are still doing this out of the love. So uh, just for us to be able to to do it. And not miss any weeks or you know anything like that. Like we're going to be doing it every other week from now on. So yeah, if you don't see us in the feed next week, it's not because we stopped again. It's just because that we're going to be releasing the week after that. So be on the lookout for us alternating weeks um, coming up. Also, we we like the live watches and would like to do more live watches. And uh, if you would like to see us do more live watches, let us know. And we can figure out a way to do that um, in conjunction with everything. So maybe on the off weeks, um, one of us will do a live watch for uh, for people to come and see some of these movies. Because, sure. I mean, listening to us talk about these movies, there's some movies that you should never watch, you know, and, and that's that's our burden to, uh, you know, discuss and, and talk about. <laughs> um, but there's other movies that like, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, like not endorsing them in any way, but also saying, like, come on, y'all. Like, you see this shit? This is wild. Um, yeah, you saw what I saw. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, we if you want to do some more live watches, we can definitely get that done. Um, and last note is that I, I think we've agreed that we're gonna move most of our social media functions to instagram uh coming to instagram because so yeah we're gonna be migrating because it seems like x is gonna migrate yeah. off the fucking map eventually 
every month people are like this is it this is the end you're never coming back from this um and then well i mean when we took our break when we started our break the app was called twitter (laughs) (laughs) and actually the problem is you can still go to twitter.com to access the new app yes right (laughs) but now elon's like okay they're really not getting it i'm gonna get rid of the block feature like i'm going what do i have to do to make you leave <laughs> the one the one thing that gave you a sense of privacy and normalcy about this app i will rip from your cold hands like i'm trying to kill this thing please let me kill it uh, i spent 44 billion i want it to be zero <laughs> i want this app to be worth nothing so uh yeah in lieu of that whole thing going up in smoke uh, i think we're gonna move over to instagram so that's yeah. not uh, that that'll be coming soon. Uh, we're gonna try to get all that situated, and that's also a place that we can do like lives and you know other fun things every once in a while. So I think it'll be do a little better. bit more interaction there too. Yeah, yeah, it'll be better for us in general. You know, once we get all that set up. So you know, if you if you're with us on Twitter X, whatever it's called, uh, <laughs> and you haven't, and you'd like to. Join us and follow us on Instagram. Uh, we'll we'll be getting that up soon and posting the links to that. So please follow us there as well because yeah, like I don't know, you know, by the time the next episode comes out, if there's even going to be an X or a Twitter or whatever, so we don't know the way people flocked when they found out they couldn't block anymore. Like, yeah, people were hemming on off when it came to oh, it's not Twitter anymore. We're going to get rid of like this little feature over here. This little When they got rid of block, people were like, I am unsafe here. Yes, it's time to go. <laughs> I probably can't be here. It probably is time to go, y'all. Um, well, before we get out of here, uh, a couple of just general notes. Like, again, we're doing this podcast, but uh, a lot of media stuff has come to a halt because of the SAG after strikes, which are, again, a very necessary situation if you've just been mm-hmm. not even paying attention but like the more that you see with how the studios not only are just treating you know the writers and the the actors but like they mean that shit you know what i mean yeah. like the the leaks and stuff that are coming out they're not you know some like they sound like you know a saturday morning cartoon villain kind of like haha let them eat cake you know whatever mm-hmm. um, but it's like no, they they do mean that. Like they will starve people out, make people like. Um, there's been a couple of stories of people just having to like already like sell their homes or refinance, remortgage, mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know, do all kinds of stuff because, yes, you have your George Clooney's and other people who are set financially and like they'll never run out of money, but then you have people right. who are just like you know it's job to job check to check and actively losing their homes these things are the things are happening and so you know we don't know how long the strike is going to be going on for uh but if you have and can give to you know any of the various funds that are set up to help support actors and writers who are on strike uh that's definitely something we would advise that you do uh same goes for the maui food bank and any other you know charities or organizations that are helping to support the people out in Maui again wild wild I mean we could have gone yeah. with the Cassidy with the story of the the white couple finding that Rolex you know in the the rubble of their home 
you know, and that being like a front page news story and not like all the other shit that's actively going on. In oh, my right God. Now. Oh, my um, God. It's always, yeah. I mean, like, there's always going to be some centering of white narratives and perspectives and situations. It's like incredible. This. Um, you know, because same thing happened in Puerto Rico, you know, after the latest. Oh, you know, my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hurricane. But I think it's always people, people, people don't necessarily understand. Not not just the history of Hawaii, but like when you hear people from Hawaii telling you, like, don't don't come here. Like, don't we don't want you to visit. <laughs> we don't we don't want y'all here. Like, it's you know, not a goof. It's yeah, they're not there. I mean, it sounds harsh, but it really is just like, look, like we barely are keeping this together for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like you you think that this industry of all the you know tourism and stuff like that is what's really keeping us afloat, but like it's doing a lot of harm too. It's <laughs> it's hurting things. Yeah. Um. So you know our 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 thoughts and uh you know just like generally well wishes are with all the people in Maui. Uh, Sorry, hopefully man. you know like again if you can give anything that's appreciated. Um. But you know like we're we're always going to try to figure out ways that we can help people so we'll see if there's anything we can do on our end to assist with that sure. um but yeah after all that you know that was kind of a downer but we're <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know, back we should, baby yeah we just wanted to shout those things out we are back yeah we want to um, make sure that people people know what really matters in the world i yeah, know it's yeah. all crazy right now but we, right. Gotta, we gotta keep our heads above water for sure um cameron tell everybody what you got going on where you're at, uh, what people should be looking out for. Um, yeah. Uh, for the time being, I'm still on the X app, <laughs> literally counting down the days at the Blister 1138, also on IG at the same. Uh, not a whole lot right now. I got some things strike pending, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that, that's kind of the sad part about this. A couple of cool things headed my way but they were all strike dependent so right, right. i'm on the back burner for a little bit but we, we're trying to you know we, we we still support the strike we still support our you know our friends and our colleagues um who are actually striking for like what they should get right so um pretty much just if, if you support me support the strike <laughs> for, yeah. for these days coming up absolutely uh, and you can find me again on X and Instagram at Jerisosa18. Um, comic stuff is coming out. Nothing that's been announced yet, but I'm actively working on things and hopefully be able to talk about them soon. Um, if you want to check us out, you can find us at white underscore pod on X. And hopefully, I don't know if we'll have the underscore. It might just be white pod on, on Instagram. We'll have to figure it out. But um, that should be coming soon. Join the Discord. We'll have a link to the Discord in the show notes for this. So if you want to join our Discord and and talk with us there, we'll be around. Yeah, just we chat there, chatting, goofing, you know, doing live watches, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, good to be back. Thank you guys for for your patience and you know uh, all the support. I mean, again, we really appreciate people not Truly. forgetting about us. You know, <laughs> they, the, they they were calling for us. They said the streets. 
we're asking for these some of these live watches so yeah you know we had to do it we had to second do it. second the michael Orr news broke everybody was like white pot y'all need to yell <laughs> at uh, so yeah definitely definitely appreciate the support and, and people mm-hmm. sticking with us bearing with us and we're back so you know we'll we'll be covering we got like we said before we've got some crazy movies we've got a lot of movies and the caucasity doesn't seem to stop either so no in real life or in film so (laughs) (laughs) we got you covered both ways um but yeah we'll be back with more caucasity next week peace peace You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.